That's why they call me Drew Allen. And it's great to be back with you folks. Uh, This is just going to be an audio-only podcast, just like the old days here. It's actually Sunday. Tomorrow we are waiting in anticipation for Devin Archer's testimony, closed-door testimony. Uh, It won't be uh, public. It won't be filmed. We won't be able to watch it. We'll have to rely on what the Republicans tell us, I suppose. Assuming this happens tomorrow, we do know, of course, the DOJ got caught trying to arrest him ahead of this. Uh, He was supposed to do some time. Uh, It doesn't matter. We don't need to get into it. And um, this has been ongoing for a long time. And of course, conveniently, right before he's supposed to testify, this is like the fourth time he's supposed to to give this testimony. Uh, They were going to try and arrest him so he couldn't do it. And pressure got to them. And uh, they're trying to cover up for what they were doing now. But anyway, look, I just couldn't stay away. Um, I'll have more updates on this. We'll get in in depth later this week about what's going on with Donald Trump and all of the uh, latest garbage witch hunts against him and where that's going. It's it's frightening, of course. But uh, anyway, I'm back here and, uh, you know, I just want to go through some of these stories with you. I've missed being with you and I just you know, I had to, I had to get it. I have to get it done when I can get it done. Um, you know, I really hope that people out there realize the significance of 2024. I know you do in my audience. You know, you you all are very enlightened. You're informed. You you pay attention to this stuff. And of course, my duty is to uh, do what I can to consolidate information and make sure that you're caught up in your own life, busy lives, you know, I mean, we, we, we're out there working, trying to make a living and the Democrats and Joe Biden are making that as hard as possible. We work harder and harder and earn less and less because of this administration. Of course, that's by design, but I think it goes without saying the Democratic Party is devoted to destroying America. And I've got evidence of that here, more evidence, new evidence, of course. And as a party, I just want to say this, the Democratic Party itself is guilty of treason. They're anti-American, They violate the Constitution. And the first thing I want to bring to your attention is these attacks against the Supreme Court. These have been going on for months and months and months, right? Calling the Supreme Court illegitimate. And of course, you've got this uh, ProPublica or something funded group, Democrat hit job, you know, activist group out there that's been putting out all these stories for months and months and months trying to discredit Clarence Thomas and others on the Supreme Court and claim that they are guilty of some ethical crime, which of course they're not. They have rich friends and they go on vacation. Well, I mean, it's just, it's absurd. And I've done episodes about this. You could, the, the, the liberal justices on the court have done the exact same thing. But now we know why they were engaged in those strategic attacks for months and months and months. The, the, the Democrats, they are continually open openly, okay, making claims that violate the rule of law. And we have separation of powers. That's very clear. You learn that. I mean, you used to learn that in like third grade. You know, you have three branches of government, executive, judiciary, and legislative, and they they don't trample on each other. I mean, that's the whole point, checks and balances. But because Republicans, because Donald Trump, frankly, was so successful in terms of putting 
you know, more, they're not perfect, but putting non-leftist judges on the court who are, of course, helping to slow down the Democrats' ambitious goals to basically overthrow the United States of America to regulate fossil fuels out of existence through the EPA and so on and so forth. We've seen the Supreme Court, how fortunate we are, how lucky we are that Trump did appoint those justices, that he did have that ability to do so while president because this country, as bad as it is, would be that much worse if he hadn't done that. And we've seen the Supreme Court attacked, vilified because they've overturned many things in ruled ways constitutionally, which of course is a problem for the Democratic Party. But Congress wants to usurp the Supreme Court and make them subservient to the legislative branch. Now, this is not constitutional, but the Democrats just are out there spouting it, calling for this. I mean, this is what's crazy about the time we live in. They're not hiding it. They're not secretive about it. They're just coming out and saying it. So Justice Alito is correct. He's come out and said Congress has no authority to impose its own rules, ethics, or otherwise on the Supreme Court. It's an entirely separate branch of government. And the great irony of this, Democrats wanting to impose their own regulations and standards on the Supreme Court is that Congress itself isn't ethical. I mean, you you want these people, Pocahontas and these others, who've lied about their identities to get ahead in society? who are guilty of insider trading. These are the people. I mean, that they use taxpayer money to settle their own lawsuits as it relates to members of Congress committing sexual assault and they're using taxpayer money and they're not transparent about it. I mean, they set this whole system up. No transparency. They created this for themselves. I mean, imagine that. Congress. I mean, this is so outrageous. And I mean, every time it comes up, it just, I want to scream. But you have our tax dollars being used by somebody like Joe Biden, for example, to settle a sexual assault allegation so that it protects him and insulates him from facing the public. So our tax dollars are being used to pay off these women that are being molested and so on and so forth by members of Congress. It's been going on for a long time. Crazy. And so Alito, of course, is saying correctly, there's no provision in the Constitution that allows Congress to regulate the Supreme Court. He's exactly right. That's, like I said, you used to learn that in third grade, but the, the well, there's two things going on. I mean, on the one hand, you've got Democrat voters. I mean, they're lawless in themselves. They don't care. I mean, this, this is the real cult when we talk about cults. They can be against abortion or say it should be safe, legal, and rare. And then the Democratic Party can say it should be abundant, frequent, taxpayer-funded, infanticide. And Democrat voters don't bat an eye. They support the new policy. Transgenderism, same thing. All of a sudden, now the Democrats want 12-year-olds to chop off their peepees. And if the parents try to prevent that from happening, they want to put them in jail. Do Democrats object to this? No. The voter just says, okay, the Democratic Party says so. They don't have any rules, no values, no ethics themselves. And these are the people that want to impose ethics on the Supreme Court. But it's not really ethics that they want to do. I mean, so all of these attacks against Clarence Thomas and others alleging that they're unethical, it was all part of this strategy. This is what it was about. Now, they, they, they falsely maligned them. And this is what Democrats do, right? And this is Drew University lesson, right? Democrats do what? Time and time again, they create a crisis that doesn't even exist, or they create a new crisis and it really does exist. And then Democrats, they demand that they're ready with a solution and they demand their solution is adopted and accepted. This is how 
repugnant these individuals are. And that's what they did here. So story after story, month after month after month about ethical problems, ethics complaints, and so on and so forth against the right-leaning. I don't even, that's, that's incorrect. It's not right-leaning. They're pro-constitutional. They're constitutional. They're originalists. They're doing their jobs. That's what they're supposed to do. And so they attacked them for that. And now Congress, of course, comes in and said, well, we need to stop this. Well, there's no crisis, but they've created it in people's minds. So now they want to impose their own rules on the Supreme Court in order to do what? Interfere in the Supreme Court justices, their decisions, and get the results they want in the Supreme Court. So obviously they lack a majority. And they've talked about stacking, packing the Supreme Court. They'll try that when they have the chance, certainly. But right now, that's not really realistic. But they're not going to be stopped by the law, by the way things work. I mean, there's nobody retiring retiring right now. For the immediate future, at least, for the next, you know, several years, these even older justices like Clarence Thomas and others, they're not going anywhere. So this is a problem for the Democrats who want to, they want to use the Supreme Court to rubber stamp their unconstitutional agenda. So they don't have a majority. So what do they want to do? They want to unlawfully seek this other means to achieve their agenda. So under Congress's rules, you know, according to them, Democrats in the legislative branch, well, they could then determine judicial rulings by, for example, forcing Thomas and others to recuse themselves. So they create the rules for the for the Supreme Court. And of course, they're going to use those rules to hamstring, to interfere in the rulings, to 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 get a ruling that they want. This is who these people are. It's who Abraham Lincoln's warned us about. It's who George Washington's warned us about. I mean, this is the thing. The Democrats have always been diabolical, and they've lied about their history to get where they are, and they continue to lie. Everything they say is a lie. They, they cannot tell a single truth because they're evil. By the way, who, who leaked the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade? We still haven't gotten to the bottom of that. We don't have the, the manifesto for the Nashville trans mass shooter that that's hidden from us we don't know who the second paddle border was on the obama property i mean this is so outrageous we we can't get answers for anything when it incriminates democrats i mean can you imagine if somebody drowned in the pool at mar-a-lago and you find out that donald trump changed his story from i wasn't there to i was there and you find out that the pool was empty except there was one other person in the pool and he couldn't save the person that drowned and the police are covering up who the second swimmer was. I mean, this is why we have questions. It's not conspiracy theories. There are conspiracy theories that fill a void when people are covering up something. So we have to fill in the blanks. Something happened that was horrendous that shouldn't have happened on the Obama estate in Martha's Vineyard. Will we ever get to the bottom of it? Of course not. No, just focus on Donald Trump. And now we have, of course, I mentioned the Justice Department. They got caught trying to interfere again in the investigation into the Biden mafia family. But it's just thing after thing. Here's another story I wanted to just relay to you. And this is kind of a quick hit just to fill your Monday morning, get you caught up up on some things that I was thinking about over the weekend. This is going to be a shorter episode, of course. But you have Democrats, right? They are attacking Republicans for many things, right, that are lies. They say, for example, Republicans want to, you know, defund uh, lunch programs at schools. They claim that, uh, you know, Republicans are the ones who want to defund the police. They claim that Republicans are against the VA. 
that we don't want to, we don't care about our veterans. And what did Democrats just do? Well, they just unanimously voted against a bill to fund the VA. So this bill that Republicans supported would have provided an, an additional $130 billion for our veterans' medical care. Why did the Democrats oppose this? Because it didn't provide gender-denying care. It wouldn't provide trans surgeries for veterans. These people are nuts. Why aren't we funny? I, this is a serious question. Why aren't we demanding, since this is so important, right? It's like a civil rights issue of our time. People's right to get taxpayer funds to chop off their peepees. Why aren't we demanding that Ukraine provide hormonal therapies to Ukrainian soldiers as part of a stipulation for our funding the war? Serious question. After all, after all, we know, right? Democrats, I mean, trans soldiers are the new terminators, the new super soldiers, Nothing sends an enemy army fleeing for their lives than a bunch of trans soldiers approaching them. But, you know, seriously, maybe if more of the Ukrainians would become transgender, they'd become more aggressive and more lethal, like the Nashville mass shooter, right? You, you put these people on these hormonal therapies, and they lose their minds, they get aggressive, they go and murder a bunch of Christians. And that's the other thing. You know, let's just load up Let's just load up as a requirement for every tax dollar, American tax dollar sent to the Ukrainians. As a requirement, every Ukrainian soldier, uh, you know, must take these hormonal treatments and, and, and trans themselves, transform themselves. And then we can convince those new trans Ukrainian soldiers that their rights are at stake if they don't beat the Russians. That ought to do it. That ought to do it. Nothing riles up and gets people more violent than telling trans people that their rights that they don't have and aren't missing are under attack. And maybe we could transform some of our biolabs over there. I mean, we know we have biolabs in Ukraine. Let's just transform our biolabs bio over there into gender-denying facilities. Great plan, I think. But speaking of biolabs, did you hear about the one discovered in California? Reedley, California. Now, this is, uh, it's in Fresno County. It's between Los Angeles and San Francisco. Well, a biotech company owned by somebody with a Chinese name, Yao, well, it was operating an unlicensed and secret biolab in a nondescript warehouse in Fresno County, Reedley. Now, what's interesting about this is the Reedley city manager, Nicole Ziba, said they knew about this place. They knew there was something wrong with this place, but they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't go in and get a search warrant until now, all of a sudden. So they knew this shouldn't have been there, but then somehow they saw a garden hose coming out of the back and suddenly decided to get a search warrant. Nothing says someone's up to no good than a garden hose. Maybe it's because, you know, they, they wanted to monitor their water usage in California. But anyway, what did they find in this place? Blood, tissues, and other bodily samples were found. You know, human parts. A thousand lab mice, many of them dead. And the CDC found at least 20 potentially infectious agents, including coronavirus, hepatitis, and herpes. And like I said, the owner of the company appears to be Chinese, last name Yao. Where else is this happening in the country? And what was the purpose of this biolab? They had COVID tests and they had the coronavirus. I mean, why does this place, how did they acquire the coronavirus? How many more of these labs, as I said, are operating? I mean, this is what the FBI should be investigating, not grandmas who were there on J6. We have our priorities completely out of whack, but of course, that's because 
the FBI, the Justice Department, the Democratic Party, they're not focused on keeping Americans safe. They're focused on harming Americans. Their objective is actually to make us less safe. And, you know, I wrote a piece on Substack. You can read it, uh, jerallen.substack.com. You know, I mean, it was, it, you know, I, I could have written a book about it. You know, I'll, I'll put out more stuff about it. But it's just, I'm really, I, I, I talked about how I'm, I'm just really getting tired of the never Trumpers, the only Roners, the only Ron DeSantis types out there. And again, I want to make it clear, I'm not attacking you if you, if you, like Ron DeSantis, that's not my point, but you've got an entire industry out there of these pundits now that they're not just supporting Ron DeSantis. They're viciously trying to destroy Donald Trump. They hate Donald Trump. That's, there's a difference. There's a difference. You know, and I, you know, I mean, I'm, 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 I'll get into it another episode more. But, but a lot of these arguments are, you know, you know, Trump has a failed presidency. We can't go with him again. Forget the fact that the law, you know, I mean, I, it's just, I want to laugh when I hear the argument that Ron DeSantis, who can't even get 20% of support in the primary here, so he can't get, he can't, he can't get, uh, he can't get more than 20% support in the primary to even be named, nominated as the GOP presidential candidate. But somehow he, who can't get 20% support within his own party, well, he's going to run roughshod over Joe Biden. I mean, someone has to explain that to me. (laughs) Please, please, I welcome it. But anyway, look, I mean, mean, it's just these, the the, the, the only Ronners, never Trumpers, they just sound like Democrats. And that's my problem with them. That's my problem with them. I mean, they're doing, spending all their time wasting it, frankly, just attacking Donald Trump, regurgitating Democrat talking points. And they're no better than Democrats. I mean, this is the definition, quintessential rhino. But, you know, Trump is ready to roll. I'm sorry, he just is. He, he, he played out his agenda, uh, you know, called out, it's called Agenda 47. He, he, he enumerated a lot of the points during his most recent speech in Iowa. And so all this talk about, you know, DeSantis or Ramaswamy, any, I mean, pick the person. Them being better to run in 2024 and Trump doesn't have a plan. I mean, they, one, they've never been president. They have no clue. And here you have Trump. He's got the most coherent agenda of all of these people ready to go. They don't. They just have talking points. And here's a, here's a quotation that I really liked from that speech, one of his plans. On day one, I will sign an executive order to cut federal funding for any school pushing critical race theory, transgender insanity, and other inappropriate racial, sexual, or political content on children. I will keep men out of women's sports, and you know nobody's been tougher on that than me. How ridiculous is that? And I will sign a law prohibiting child sexual mutilation. Can you believe we even have to say this in all 50 states? So, you know, I just, you know, a lot of the attacks on Trump are revisionist history. You know, it was Republicans who prevented the building, the construction of the wall at the southern border. I mean, the same rhinos that have no problem sending billions well, over $100 billion U.S. taxpayer dollars to Ukraine to, to defend their border. These are the same Republicans who obstructed his agenda. And, of course, he was hamstrung by the deep state. We know about. We know. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the guy does give him some credit. 
We wouldn't even know about the existence of this deep state, how pervasive it is, how dangerous it is, how it's the number one threat to U.S. domestic and national security if it weren't for Trump being elected president and all this coming out. And so to say that, oh, he won't clean it up because he didn't fire Fauci or so on and so, I mean, it's just, that's absurd. That's absurd. It's revisionist history. It's, 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 it's nuts. But anyway, while, while, while Trump is laying out his plan, Agenda 47, what are Democrats proposing? What's, what's their plan? What's their latest grand nightmare for America, for you and me? Well, they want to tax Americans on how wealthy they are compared to median households. So according to this proposal, households, for example, having 1,000 to 10,000 times the median American household wealth will be charged a 2% tax. Now, households with wealth 10,000 to 100,000 times the median household wealth, the tax will rise to 4%. The tax increases to 6% for households with 100,000 to 1 million times the median wealth. Anyway, it goes up from there, and they're calling something this the oligarch act. (laughs) The oligarchs are in Congress. They're Democrats. But anyway, the Oligarch Act is the solution we need to close the exorbitant wealth gap in America and create a tax system where everyone pays their fair share. I'm so sick of this talking point. The rich don't pay their fair share. Close the wealth gap. How does any American benefit from taking money from millionaires and billionaires? The rich already pay a majority of taxes. That's a fact. How does taxing Elon Musk change your circumstances or my circumstances? The answer is it doesn't. That money isn't going into your pocket. It's going straight to Ukraine, maybe, but it's not going in your pocket. I mean, this is the biggest lie about all this. We need need to close the wet. Why? Why? No American has ever gotten rich because they increased taxes on somebody else. That's not how it works. I mean, how do you earn a living? How do you get a raise? How do you make money? You work hard, you work multiple jobs, you get an education, you, you gain an expertise that few other people have. You find a need in the market that will convince people to forego their hard-earned money to give it to you. I mean, all of that, which is upward mobility, has nothing to do with what somebody else is doing. But, you know, this is the lie they perpetuate to just rob the American citizen. And, of course, no matter how much money the Democrats take, or Congress takes, Republicans too, no matter how much money the government takes. I mean, they, they increase the federal revenue year after year, almost without exception. Are things getting better in America because of that? Of course not. There's a spending problem, not a taxation problem. And, and on top of this, you know, this is, this is the thing about the Democrats. They always import policies like they're new and novel and brilliant. But these policies have been tried and failed in other countries. I mean, that's what's absurd about all this. France tried this, this wealth tax. They did it back in 1989. You know what happened? The rich found a way to legally evade paying it, which happens every time. And France eliminated the tax in 2017. It didn't work. Other people simply left France to avoid paying it. The same thing happened in Sweden. They had the same kind of wealth tax and they got rid of it in 2006 for the very same reasons. It didn't work. It was counterproductive. It was harmful to the country. People left. People didn't pay it. But, you know, here we go. Demo- leave the de- always, you can always leave it to the Democrats to 
implement policies that are proven to fail. Bring them here. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, communism and Marxism. Let's bring it to the U.S. It's so great. We're going to do it better. I mean, you can just look at California, too, by the way. I mean, the state's lost nearly half a billion in taxes because the rich are just leaving the state. When you consider jobs lost, et cetera, it's even more devastating. You know, I mean, climate change. Let's, 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 here's a story about climate change, another stupid idea. Totally devastating. The, the most existential, one of the most existential threats to your life and mine, our livelihoods, is the climate hoax. Well, you have the Greek climate minister, their John Kerry, who's admitted that the majority of wildfires in, wildfires in Greece are due to arson. So I, I guess in one regard, you can say, yes, climate change is man-made because it's arson. Man did do that. They set the fires. So this guy, I mean, this is what, I mean, get the So the same thing happened in the U.S., by the way. A mentally ill person who, of course, was a former university professor because, you know, Democrats and these university professors, they are mentally ill by definition. Well, this individual, Gary Stephen Maynard, who's 47, he set four wildfires in national forests in California this summer. So he's been charged with four counts of arson to federal property. And we've learned that some of the fires were ignited behind firefighters as they worked to extinguish the flames of the Dixie Fire. Now, the Dixie Fire was one of the largest wildfires in California history, and I live in California. And of course, the talking point was climate change, climate change, climate change. But you had a university professor that set the fire. So here you go again, right? So they create the problem, create the crisis, create the disaster. You have a Democrat Profess, former professor, setting fires. And then Gavin Newsom and Democrats look at the fires and say, look, we have a global warming problem. It's man-made. Yeah. Because you Democrats are setting the wildfires and then demanding that we destroy our economy to solve the wildfire. I mean, this is, this is what I'm talking about. This is the plan of attack, the strategy for everything they do. And I mean, every, every, every damn thing the Democrats preach is a lie. And these lies are tragic, by the way. They have consequences. I'll give you an example. You've got people right now actively participating and supporting their own demise in Hollywood with these strikes. A bunch of actors are putting themselves out of work because they want residual checks. That's one of the things they want, right? And you got streaming services. So the way this used to work, I used to be an actor, right? So you get paid for a job, like acting, for example. And after the job is complete, unlike under other industries, the actor expects to be paid residuals in perpetuity. So every time the show plays on TV, you're supposed to get a check. And it's, it's a joke anyway, because the, these, these residual checks, unless you're a star of uh, some show like Friends, I mean, you, you'll literally get a check in the mail. It's like 69 cents. So it's a joke. Anyway. So, you know, so the way this works, this is why the cast of Friends still gets paid for a series that wrapped however many years ago. Okay, fine. But, you know, they could ex- demand exorbitant salaries because the series was a moneymaker. That's capital for the production company or studio. Same thing with Seinfeld, for example. I mean, but those are hot commodities. They don't happen very often. And traditionally, you wouldn't even see a residual check until that series hits like the, it goes into syndication. So you get like, four seasons or more. And of course, most of the people doing the striking here, I mean, they aren't famous. I mean, very few people work in Hollywood. Very few people make an actual living. It's competitive with limited opportunity. 
And so a lot of these people who aren't even really working anyway, so residual checks aren't even an issue for them because they're nobody. They're just, many of them probably don't even have agents. They're just aspiring actors. Well, they're out there striking. You know, they want to hold up signs, stick it to the man. And the problem is, you know, I mean, look, I could have a more in-depth conversation about, you know, some of the issues that do exist in Hollywood and so on and so forth. The problem is these people aren't well-informed. They're just duped. And and one of the and this is my point. One of the big things they're striking about is artificial intelligence, AI. They're worried AI is going to replace them, replace their jobs. That's fair that they are concerned about that. But AI exists; it can already replace many of them. They don't have the upper hand in these negotiations. So these fools are are ushering their own demise. So you have Disney and Netflix now. They're spending a fortune to hire people in the AI marketplace. So, like I said, these people that are striking are actually expediting their own replacement. They don't live in the real world. I mean, this is like some some fast food cashier going on strike because these automatic payment systems are being installed in the restaurants, right? You don't have to walk up to the counter anymore. You can just order your cheeseburger or whatever, your meal, your Happy Meal on a screen. That's already there. So restaurants, what are they going to do if this, if this person threatens? They're just going to get rid of them. They're not threatening the restaurant by saying, I'm not going to work for you anymore. They're already hanging on by a thread. And they're going to dare the company to get rid of them to save money? I mean, it's moronic, truly. Just People are just mind-numbed, brain-dead at this point. Yeah, I mean, speaking of people being brain-dead, though, if you go to LeBron James's school, you're destined to fail. LeBron James, he has this this I promise school. <laughs> I promise, amazing. I, pro- I promise that you will not. I will you will graduate illiterate. That's what he's promising. But it's lo- located in Ohio, Akron, Ohio. And now he's getting blowback from the Akron Public School Board because there's a troubling revelation. It turns out that reports have disclosed that this year's incoming eighth grade class has not produced a single student who passed the state math test in over three years. Not one in three years. And so this board member, Valerie McKittrick, was presented this data. I mean, I don't know how long the school's been around for a while. I don't know how they got away with this for so long. But yeah, so not a single student from the fall eighth grade class at the I Promise School could achieve proficiency in the Ohio State math test. It's just, it's just, I mean, you know, this, the James Foundation is, is, you know, pouring money into this school. And they're also getting money, by the way, from taxpayers, local, state, and federal funding. So they're giving money to I Promise School to turn out people that can't pass a math test. And these students are testing in the bottom 5% in the entire state. So if you can believe it, LeBron James, his school is even worse than the public school system. Worse than the public school system. Can you imagine if this was Donald? I remember remember Donald Trump, whatever that, uh, Trump University or something like that. Now they were getting sued because they they weren't an accredited school and people, I mean, they didn't hide that. It wasn't like going to Pepperdine where I went to school. It wasn't an accredited university. People knew that, but they were still teaching them skills. It's like doing those online master classes. It's not accredited, but it's 
it's it's knowledge you can gain something from it glean something from it so that's what the trump you lawsuit was about and people don't even understand i mean you might but you know the people attacking him about it expected people not to know anything about what was really going on so that's why he was sued because people were like what i graduated from trump U and i can't get into harvard they're not they're not they're not using my certification i mean just dummies so you know it's lebron james you know it's like and uh but, but speaking of school you know biden by the way so he's holding up he's blocking federal funds for public schools with archery and hunting programs for students. Remember this too, not too long ago, Biden also blocked withheld funds from public schools that didn't incorporate gender theory in their schools or or bathrooms. So, you know, schools that that weren't going to go along with this mentally ill, insipid quest to indoctrinate our children with mental illness, well, Biden said, oh, we're not going to give you federal funds. And this is why it's so important that we reform the public education system and frankly, remove all strings from federal funds. I'm very serious. We need to break this up. All federal money needs to be taken out of the equation. This is true of most government involvement. Because the purse strings, whether it's states getting funding overall from the federal government or schools, well, what does it do? Who, who runs the schools? Who owns that? Well, it's the Democratic Party. So uh, they have control over states, even if they're red, and these public schools because they can take away funding. And so these schools are going to have to bend the knee because they need the money. I mean, it's disgusting. I mean, this is their... But, you know, that's a, a kind of a microcosm of what they're, what they're doing to the American people welfare recipients and so on and so forth. They want everyone dependent upon the government because if you're dependent upon the government, you're not free. You're not free. You will give up your morality. You will give up your virtues. You will betray Americanism because you need that money from the government. So it's slavery is what it is. All right. Well, this is Drew Allen. It's been a pleasure being with you. Obviously, it was a different intro, a little bit different today, but I am back and I felt back and I wanted to be back with you. And so we'll be back again later this week. Maybe tomorrow, maybe Tuesday. We'll see when I have some updates. But this is kind of your Sunday update coming to you late at night. Uh, but, I, but you know, been thinking a lot about you guys and gals. And um, uh, God bless you all. And until next time.